Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I'm so glad to be able to stand before you this morning. First of all, let me say thanks to my pastors, uh, Keith and Iantha Brown, for allowing me to stand in their stead this morning. And I want to thank my husband, Minister Matt, who's always my helpmate and right by my side with any support that I need. I thank you this morning that God woke us up and has started us on our way. I won't be before you long, but I just want to bring you some encouraging words. But before we do, let us go in prayer. Lord, and I just say, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. So God, I ask you right now to just hide Veronica behind the cross and speak through me and for me as I come before your people this morning. I know you've already heard the scripture. I'm just going to go as a brief scripture this morning, but it's a powerful scripture as we come from Luke 9 and 62. And it says, Jesus said, no procrastination, no backward looks, you can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. And so I titled this sermon this morning, No Looking Back and No Giving Up. So I greet you with the love of Jesus in my heart this morning because I stand before you this morning with a grateful heart, grateful to just be alive, grateful to be among those that are blessed this morning. But you know, with all that's going on, I just wonder who can say with me that they've come through uh, so many years and shed so many tears, but we will not turn around. The, if you just look at the last two years, just alone, the Lord has brought us over many, many rocky roads and hills and valleys. And I know sometimes our bodies were just wrecked with pain and sometimes some of us came limping and some of us came dragging but I want you to realize that our your labor has not been in vain and no matter what it looks like I want you to just just think for just a moment that over a half million people have left this world with COVID or COVID complications alone some of them are still in the hospital. But I came by to tell somebody this morning, that even when you read all of those headlines and even with all that's going on, that God is still in the healing in the blessing business. Don't get it twisted. He is still on the throne. I, I, I just want you to be thankful this morning that you're even still here, just above ground. Not, And I want you to know that it's not just because you've been wearing your mask. <laughs> not because you've been social distancing and not because you've been washing your hands. But I came to tell somebody this morning that you better recognize that it was because of the grace of God. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I hear you saying you, you've been on lockdown for almost a year now, Reverend Ronnie, and it's, it's getting old. It's getting old. But I want you to... To, I want to encourage somebody today to just keep on pressing. We got to keep pressing through all of this. We're seeing a lot of hurricanes and floods and uh, uh, food lines. And now down in Texas, people are standing in line for water. 
And I know sometimes that it seems like we're just not going to get through this. But I want you to know that, that we got to lean on each other. We're going to have to carry each other through some of this. We may have to piggyback on somebody, on somebody, but encourage somebody today. We got to pick somebody up and, and, and let them know that, that, that no matter what you do, you can't quit. We're going through some crying times now and some broke down days. And it seems like a lot of times that we're just in this maze and we're going around in circles and circles. But I want you to know today that even when we come out of this maze and go around these circles, and we're coming through. And that's the word. We're coming through this morning. My faith tells me that there's going to be light at the end of that tunnel. And I know, I know that right now all we see is struggle. But in the struggle, I want you to realize that God is still working. That he's, he's still strengthening us. He's still strengthening me. He's strengthening you. You see, we're in some kind of a pruning process right now. But I, I want to leave you with some, and I want you to know that you're going to have to leave some things behind in this pruning process. You may have to leave some people behind, but I want you to know that God is still working, even when you think it's just behind the scene. I want you to know that you can't make it through this journey on excuses. I came by to tell somebody that you're going to have to stand up. You're not going to make it on fear. But we're going to have to stand firm and we're going to have to hold each other accountable through these hard times. The word in Proverbs 27 and 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So we're going to have to gird ourselves to us. Stand firm and, and, and put your shoulders back. As my mother used to sing a song, everybody put your shoulder to the wheel. We got work to do. I don't care how bleak it looks, we got work to do and souls to save. Oh, I know sometimes it looks like we take two steps forward and three steps back. Like your days are filled with nothing but trouble and confusion and misunderstanding and disappointments. Oh, you may feel sometimes that you're down in, in, in oh, down there with old Ezekiel, down in the valley of dry bones. <laughs> all dried up and you just hoping and praying that somebody or something is going to come along and restore revitalize and resurrect your dying spirit well I'm, I'm, I'm cautioning you today don't to stop acting like the children of Israel you know they wander, wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years murmuring and complaining oh now look at us now we're murmuring and complaining. Why? Because we can't get out like we want to. We, we, we can't shop at the mall like we want to. We can't visit like we used to. We can't even go to our favorite restaurants like we used to. But guess what? Even in the wilderness with the, with the children wandering around, didn't God send them manna and quail to eat? Didn't God take care of his people? Oh, yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. And he's taking care of us. We may not be wandering around in the wilderness, but I came by to tell somebody, I know somebody besides me is making carryouts. We're getting deliveries. 
We're getting curbside pickups. Don't tell me God ain't feeding and taking care of his people. You can't visit like you want to. But look at what God has already set up. We got all kinds of stuff now that we can get off of social media. We can still see each other on Facebook. We can talk to each other on Zoom. Don't tell me God ain't making a way for his children because he is. So I came by to tell you, don't get hung up on the things that don't feel good. But to take it all in stride, knowing that God has promised that he, has, he will never leave us and he never has. I want you to realize that those minor afflictions, they're just stepping stones, I'm telling you. They're just getting you ready. They're stepping stones for your next position and your power. So get in position. Get in line. God has shut us all down for a reason because we need to be still and be able to hear his voice. We used to sing a song, no cross, no crown. I came by to tell somebody, he didn't promise you a rose garden, but he promised you that he would be right there beside you. Oh, I, I, I got to pull on, I got to echo from uh, 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 Reverend James Cleveland that, that says, I don't believe that God brought us this far to leave us now. You see, the problem is, the problem that we run into is that we want God to move right now. This minute, this second. Oh, but I got to tell you that God don't always move when we want him to move or when we think he should move. Sometimes God makes us wait. And sometimes, you know, God does his best work in the midnight hours. It ain't always day when he comes to rescue us. Come on, Paul and Silas over there and Acts. You, you, you know the story when they were in the Roman jail and they were in there just for speaking the truth. And just for having faith. But the Bible says that at midnight, come on, somebody, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And it says that the prisoners heard them. The word says suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened. And everybody's bands were loosened. My God, the poor innkeeper, when he was awakened from his sleep and seeing that all the doors were open, he, he, he panicked. <laughs> he drew his, his sword and would have killed himself. But Paul said, hold up. We all here. You don't have nothing to fear. Nobody has escaped. Do thyself no harm. We're right here. And look at what resulted from that. Oh, my Bible tells me that the keeper fell down on his knees asking, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And the answer was simple. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Why did I give you that example? Because so many of us have been on jobs and, and workplaces and other places, and we keep asking ourselves, why, God? Why do you have me in this place that I don't want to be in? Oh, but I want you to stop this morning and think that maybe, just maybe, he sent you there to save somebody's life. He sent you there so that you could introduce somebody to Jesus. Because he has work for you to do. 
I want you to look at uh, 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 Matthew 5 and 13 and 14, and I'm reading from the Message Bible. So in case you don't know why you're there, I'm going to the Word. And it says, let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt, seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness, and you will end up in the garbage. And then he goes down a little further. He says, you're here to be light, the light of the world. God is not a secret, my, my people, to, uh, to be kept. It's not a kept secret. We need to spread it, spread the message. You need to tell God about everybody. He says, I'm putting you on a light stand. And now that I've put you on a hilltop, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. So what am I saying to you? During this period, don't stop praying. Don't stop witnessing. Don't stop worshiping. And don't stop shining. I told you in my last message that I, you needed to be like the five wise virgins. Have your lamps old and ready, ready to continue God's work, even at a time such as this. So I wanted to look at where else God moved in, in, at a midnight hour. And so we, I went over to Exodus 12, doing the Passover. Oh, come on, if you're reading your Bibles, you know where I am. And if you're not, go over there and read it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Read it for yourself. You're talking about old Moses and Pharaoh now. You know, Pharaoh thought he was greater than everybody else. So God had to show him who was in charge. God hardened his heart so that he could use him for his glory. Well, Pharaoh didn't want to let people, God's people go. But Moses told them to sacrifice a lamb and, and, and dip some hyssop, some twigs, down into the blood and place it on the two side posts, and at midnight, come on, at midnight, when the Lord smote the firstborn in the land of Egypt, the Israel houses were passed over. Why? Because God protects his people. If he can do that, you don't think he can protect us through what's going on now? Oh, yes, he can. Oh, yes, he can. I was listening to a song that uh, was sang for the Haiti benefit, and Mary J. Blige sang the song, Hard Times Come Again No More. And in part of the song, it says, Tis the song, the sound of the weary. Hard times, hard times, come again no more. Many days you have lingered all around my cabin door, but hard times, come again no more. And I'm going to tell you, God, it protects us through all those hard times. We go over there to Habakkuk in 3 and 19. You know, we were reading a book with the book club that, uh, that the name of the book was Hind's Feet on High Places. <laughs> tell me God will lift you up out of these desert places. He says, I'll place your feet like Hind's feet. I'll even change your name from sorrow and suffering to joy and peace. 
but I'm going to give you the high speed so that you can climb above all those things that got you all weighed down. <laughs> and you won't be weighed down. You will be climbing to higher grounds. I'm going to help you get through those rough paces. I came by to tell somebody that God hasn't left us. He's still sovereign. God is still sovereign even in these times. Sometimes, though, we're going to have to count the costs. Count the costs, but keep concentrate, concentrating on moving forward. I don't want you to become like Lot's wife. You know the story. She looked back. Her problem wasn't so much that she looked back, but she looked back longing for what God has already moved you out of. What you're looking back for. God has already closed those doors. He's moving you forward. When you're looking back, you're revealing where your heart is. Keep on stepping, moving, pressing toward that mark. God, God requires conviction. He wants us to be obedient and to have faith. Simple thing. He just wants us to trust him. Because I'm going to caution you that when you turn back, you set yourself up for trouble. But when you read your word and you study your word, I want you to realize that God has already set up a remedy for us. He's already put words of comfort right there. But you got to read your word. I want you to dust it off and read your word. You know, I took the, the word pandemic. And I said, God, take me to the scriptures that I help us get through all of this. And so when I looked at, I, I, I spelled it out, P-A-N-D-E-M-I-C, -E -E pandemic. And so I looked at the first P, and I went over to John 14 and 27. And he said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I said, come on, God. Give me something for A. He said, all right. Let's go on over to Romans 8 and 28. He says that I know and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have called him according to his purpose. Stay with me now. He says, okay, in. Go on over there to Romans 8 and 37. Neither height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Oh, come on, Holy Ghost. Take me on over there. Take me on over from D, and he, I looked at Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And he says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Uh-huh. I was getting excited then. I said, okay, I'm going on down to E now. He said, yeah, well, go on over to Psalm 23 and 4. Because he says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear 
no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Good God Almighty, let's go, God. Come on down to him. He said, all right. Well, let's go on over to Romans 15 and 13. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you, as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. All right, God, we coming all down to the end. I said, well, here I am all I, what you got for me over there. And he said, Psalm 27, 13 and 14. I had fainted. Come on, somebody. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I said, yes, sir. That's good stuff there. Come on down to see. Come on down to the end now. All right. He's going to take me over to 1 Peter 5 and 7, where it says, cast all of your cares on him because he cares for you. You know, so what are we afraid of? He's kept us thus far. And I came by to tell somebody that even if you come down with this, my God is able to deliver you. Even he's able to deliver you. But I'm telling you somehow, somehow when you stop concentrating on all this stuff that you hear on the news and everything that's going on around you, when you begin to apply God's word to your situations, that's all I'm saying to you, that you begin to see things through a new line of vision. You got new lens on when you, when you go into the word. And that's where you need to go when you can't go anywhere else. That's what's going to sustain you. Oh, my God, even though we, we, we get distracted, we get distracted by the, by the urgent things in this life and, 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 our, and our physical comfort and our material desires, because, you know, we don't want anything disrupted, but we get distracted by all this stuff. But I'm saying, hold on. Don't let it distract you, because you can't give up. Or you can't look back. Giving up and looking back is not something that God's people have a privilege of doing. We have to keep moving. You know, we used to read that little book, the little engine that could. I don't know how many of you remember that, but he, he said, I think I can. <laughs> I think I can. I think I can. When you read his word, you stop moaning and complaining. You said, okay, let me get up because I think I can. I think I can move. I think I can speak. And you know what? You get his word down in you. You, you stop looking at all the hills you may have to climb and all the valleys that you, you, you may have to, have to pass through. But what do you start doing? You start praising God. You're praising for the hills and the valleys that he's already brought you through. Come on, Lee Williams. I can hear you singing it now. I can't give up. I got to keep praising you. I got to keep moving. In other words, he says, when you start taking inventory of your life, you begin to realize just how blessed you already are. And when you start doing that, it, 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 it sparks a, a light in you and you, you find yourself, instead of all bent over, you find yourself in a posture of praise. 
because you can't help yourself. Because the word of God is, is lifting you up. So you begin to remember that he's Alpha and Omega. That he is my beginning and my end. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what anybody says. He is my beginning and my end. And when you've been through something, then you can tell him, God, I know that you are a bridge over troubled water. Oh, help me, somebody. I know that I've tried you, God, and you are a lawyer in a courtroom. I, I, I might have been in the hospital, God, but you're a doctor in a sick room. Some of y'all know you've been praying for my sister, and she's been in the hospital, but she called yesterday, and she wanted me to tell the saints of God, thank you for your prayers, she said, because I may be coming up on the rough side, but I felt your prayers, and I'm coming up. I'm coming out of this. So, God, we thank you because you are that doctor. You are our protector. You are our supplier. God, you're my battle as you're my joy. You're the strength of my life. God, you are my every, my everything. And that's my testimony. You can't look back. You can't give up. God has been too good. He's brought you through too many things, through danger seen and unseen. You got to keep pressing. You got to keep going forward. You cannot give up. That is not an option. And so I'm going to leave you this morning. I promised you I wasn't going to be before you long. And even though I'm going to leave you, just know that God never leaves you. I'm moving on, but God never leaves you. He's right there. I don't care what you're going through. Somebody today needed to hear that God is right there. So he took me on over to John 16 and 33. Ha. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, he's already telling us, in this world you will have trouble. But he says, take heart. I have overcome the world. Oh, I, that's good news this morning. I don't know what else you need to hear, but God is saying he has overcome this world. So settle down. Don't give up. Don't keep looking back. Move forward in Christ. I bless your name this morning. I thank God that he, I was able to stand before you and give you just a word of encouragement. And you know, he woke me up this morning and with a song, he says, he's there. Oh, the time he is there. Oh, the time when it seems like your problems are more than you can bear. I tell you, he's there. Oh. All the time, he is there. All the time, he is there. Oh, all the time, when it seems like your problems are more. Than you can bear. 
I tell you, he's there all, all the time. To God be the glory. Be blessed. Enjoy your day. Because God is still on the throne. You can't look back nor give up. Bless you. In Jesus' name.